Welcome back to the Purpose Beyond Post podcast. On today's episode, we're talking to Emily, who is a board-certified nurse practitioner and aesthetic injector. We're talking about all the most popular procedures, Botox, plastic surgeries, Instagram pressure, and all the celebrity secrets to looking and staying young. Today's episode is a quickie just to get some information all about all things injectables. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Of course. Okay, so we're doing a quickie interview today, short and sweet. So I wanted to tell the listeners just a little bit about what you do. You're a board certified nurse practitioner and aesthetic injector. And I wanted to know what is your most popular procedure? Um, What do most people come to you for? I would say Botox is the most common treatment, most popular one. People cannot go without their Botox. Right. And after that, I would have to say it's a lip filler. Mm-hmm. And I am one of those people that I mm. cannot go without. <laughs> without either one. Exactly. <laughs> and my lips look amazing right now. Um, so what do you put, what are the different types of filler for the people that don't know? Like, what could you put in the lips? Cut, you cut out for a split second. Can you repeat that? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What type of filler um, goes in the lips? So what are like the different options that people can do? So you typically want to use a soft filler. You don't want to use anything too thick. Otherwise, the lips will feel too hard. I like right. to use a Juvederm or there's one by Restylane called Restylane Kiss. People seem mm-hmm. to really like it. Valor is also really nice. It's made by the Juvederm family. It's uh, for uh, patients who don't want very plump lips. They just want them a little more hydrated. It it does have a softer look. And for those who really want that um, full lip look, um, heavy plump, then Juvederm Ultra Plus is a good one to go with. Mm, Good to know. What did we put in my lips? I don't even know. I believe we use Juvederm. Yeah, that's what I thought. I love my lips. They look amazing. Um, I wanted to talk about what is the difference between Botox and Dysport? What is the difference between Botox and Dysport? So they both have the same mechanism of action. They work exactly the same. The only difference is that uh, Dysport kicks in a lot quicker. So Dysport's onset is about three to five days. Botox tends to take about 10 days to two weeks to see the full result. Wow. Good to know. And is there any like aftercare for Botox? Is there anything like you can't do after you get Botox? Yes. So after Botox, we generally want you to not uh, exercise for about 24 hours We ask that you don't touch the area. Some people like to ice it. We suggest that you just leave it alone, not touch it, and not lay down for about four hours right post-injections, especially, you know, um, if you're thinking of going to get a facial or a massage, 
You don't want to do anything like that after you just got a Botox treatment. Makes sense. And is that the same for filler aftercare or is it different? Filler, it's a little, it's a little less for filler. Uh, with filler, we just say that, you know, we ask that you not work out for about 24 to 48 hours. Okay, perfect. And then besides the lips, what do you think is the most popular place for people that they come to get filler? I would then say cheeks. Oh, wow. So like the top cheeks. The yeah. mid, yes, the mid face is really nice um, because it just, it's nice. It just gives you a nice lift. It's called a liquid facelift, actually. Yes, I saw that on your Instagram. Can you like explain what the non-surgical facelift is? So a lot of us, as we age, as we start getting older, we lose volume in the mid-face area. Right. And then the skin has no support, and it just kind of likes to drop and sag. And so mm -hmm. by adding a little bit of filler there, we're helping the skin lift back up and stay lifted as long as we maintain it. And it's just great as uh, both a treatment and a preventative measure. Mm. I love that. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you just a few things that are trends that I see on social media and what you think about these trends as an injector. Um, so I see like a lot of people are getting PDO threads. I think that's what it's called. PDO mm -hmm. threads. What do you think about those? Because those look so scary. Like, I'll try a lot of things, but those really just scare me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do look a little um, intimidating when you watch them uh, on Instagram or on the Internet. Um, so the threads are meant to do the same thing as, as filler. Uh, they are meant to uh, lift the skin they um they claim to help tighten the skin so um, i have seen it look amazing however i have not seen the results last as long as filler Thank you. okay of course all right okay we're back we had some technical difficulties <laughs> <laughs> but we are back in action. So I wanted to ask you what you think about Botox for migraines. I didn't know this was a thing, but my girlfriend told me that she started getting Botox because she has migraines. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not. But what do you think about that? Well, yes, it is true. It's incredible, actually, that Botox mm. can help with that. Um, oftentimes dentists will, uh, refer their clients, their patient for a TMJ Botox, which can also, uh, bring on headaches when you clench so much with your jaw and you right. grind with your teeth. It does, um, cause a headache. It can bring one on. And so Botox into the masseter muscle helps with TMJ. And we can also inject Botox into the temples as well as uh, the muscles um, around your shoulders where you tense up and get those headaches as well. And so it's a great treatment. 
Wow. I did not know that temple filler helps with headaches too. Yes. It's just nice to be able to use Botox, not only for cosmetic purposes, but uh, therapeutic purposes as well. Amazing. Good to know. So that is true. Because I know we did it in my jaw because I clench my teeth when I'm sleeping. And I feel like it helped me so much with my jaw pain. For sure. Yeah. It just relaxes that muscle, which also causes uh, facial slimming in that area. So for uh, people who have a wide or square um, jaw, it will help slim it down. Amazing. I love it. Um, and I wanted to ask you about what do you think about preventative Botox? Because I know girls are starting to want to get Botox younger and younger. And I feel like everyone's like it's preventative. But I feel like if you start younger, then you're just going to have to keep getting it more and more. You know? Sure. Yes, um, that is true. However, um, if you just do it in small amounts and not so often, uh, especially for the young ones, for girls in their early 20s, it really does prevent, um, it's um, just, you know, would be considered baby Botox, just a very small amount to keep uh, those wrinkles from forming. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, because I feel like I started getting Botox really young. And I didn't really need it, but yeah, I don't know. I, I always I, hear people say that. I also think that this younger generation um, is just more expressive than the older generation. They just seem to need to start sooner. I don't know what it is. That There's is maybe, true. Maybe, maybe it's um, all those selfies we take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't have that back in the day. That's so true. And maybe it's all these TikTok dances they're doing with those crazy faces. Totally. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like, do you think you see a lot of like younger people coming in more than you used to? Or is it been like about the same? No, definitely. There's been an influx of uh, much younger patients these days. I have a lot of girls in their early 20s. So crazy. I feel it's like it's because of social media. Everyone wants to look like they are a filter. All the definitely, time. definitely. But you're amazing because all of your work is so natural and you won't overdo it. And you'll always tell me if I don't need something, which... I really love because I feel like so many doctors and injectors will just do it for the money and not really care about how it looks. But I've heard that before. So Thank you. Thank you for that. I do tend to have more of a conservative taste. Um, I do like a natural appearance. I think once you uh, inject too much into one's face, especially over and over in the same area, Right. It really does start looking terrible and unnatural. And the filler can migrate over time because it has nowhere to go. Right. It, at the end, you just end up looking a lot older. Yeah. No, I've definitely seen that. And 
I mean, I feel like I used to overdo it with my filler and I look back and I'm like, I looked crazy. Like I didn't need any of that stuff. So it's definitely a fine line to do natural because you can just look like a pillow face, you know? For sure. It's not a good look. But um, another trend that I'm seeing everywhere is like the browless cat eye look. Everybody loves to have the like raised eyebrows. Oh Um, my God, don't (laughs) even get me started. I I do not even know what to say about that. It just looks ridiculous, especially when it's overly exaggerated. Yes, I know. It's like some people, it's like they become unrecognizable after they do these things. For sure. And you can look like the cat woman, cat lady, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I wanted to ask you, how do you do, a lot of people are starting to do like things for their neck because the neck is something that ages first. And I noticed my neck is aging more because I wasn't getting Botox. I wasn't really putting my moisturizers down there as much. Um, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you can do to prevent like the aging of the neck that you would recommend? Yes, so aside from uh, skin tightening using radial frequency, we can mm. also um, use a, a combination of Botox and either hyper-diluted filler or mm. Sculptra, which uh, promotes collagen in that area. It fills and plumps a little bit, but it mostly it's mostly uh, injected for the purpose of stimulating one's own collagen in that area and it's wonderful it just takes time it's not something that you'll see immediately the sculpture takes time right the sculpture and also if we do uh if we use hyper diluted radius it looks really good the first week then it comes down and over time um the radius filler stimulates collagen as well actually wow it's great for the neck area it's really good for the hands as well yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What do you recommend if someone wants to inject something or do something to help prevent aging in the hands? So definitely some filler just to restore that volume that had been lost over time as we age. Okay. Um, I would recommend uh, Radiath or even Restylane Lift. Um, I actually recently um, got injections in my hands with a new product that's coming out on the market and it's basically an injectable that stimulates your own fat cells so over time you um, gain fat in that area because that's really what you're losing it's not only the collagen but you're losing fat in your hands and that is why we age our hands look so bony and skinny yes Old lady. And so I can tell you, I had it done just one time, and the result is incredible. I cannot wait to carry it and offer it myself in my clinic. Amazing! That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to try that. Um, amazing. Well, I think that that's all that I had for you. Um, I wanted okay. to ask one more thing. That's not injectables. Are there any like? skincare 
tricks or treatments that you offer that help with anti-aging or keeping your skin look beautiful because you have just the most beautiful skin I tell you every time I see you thank you as do you kidding me you're always glowing um I think you know genetics plays a huge role but I can tell you that my skin did not always look good and um exfoliation is very important nothing that we put on will penetrate and do anything for us so by exfoliation i mean maybe using something topical such as retinol and start off at a very low dose because it does make your uh, skin very sensitive and so you don't have to go chemical peel or get a you know fraxel laser where you have a lot of downtime just use retinol have that be your uh, nightly routine over time your skin generate regenerates itself um, slowly but surely it does that it prevents fine lines and it helps with pore size for those who have large pores it's tightening um it's great so retinol at night definitely sunscreen whether it's sunny or not and well you know vitamin c serum acid um or uh, you like to use, but just keeping your skin hydrated uh, daily and nightly is just really wonderful. Amazing. Thank you. And then what brands do you use or is there any specific brand you use for sunscreen? I really like Elta MD for sunscreen. That's what um, I use too. That's my favorite. Yeah, I think it's great. I think, um, you know, they have an array of uh, different ones. They have tinted, they have non-tinted. And so that one's wonderful. Calls um, is another great. All three companies. Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. And uh, where can the listeners find you on Instagram or social media? At cosmetic.np, which is um, my Instagram, my personal Instagram, where I post a lot of my work. And um, my clinic, my clinic is called Dermatic Medical Aesthetics. And so um, I have an Instagram for that, too. And I'm currently based in Woodland Hills. Amazing. Thank you so much. And of course. thanks for having me. Of course, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye, Emily. Bye bye. Bye.